we're going to go to our message today. And really, this is a really instructions uh, that I, I believe that God gave us. And, and really, I wanted to name this teaching uh, a lot of different things, but I felt like the purpose of faith, if we know the purpose of something, then we would not abuse it. All right. I believe abuse comes from not knowing the purpose. All right. I believe my wife, for example, if I don't know the purpose of my wife, I would abuse her. So whatever you don't know the purpose of, uh, you would abuse. I would like to say abuse is inevitable. All right. So you got to know the purpose of things. OK, so here you want to know faith. So if, if you have faith, you got to know why you have it. Because when people don't have faith, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. When, when circumstances come, they're going to fall apart. They're going to be the boo-hoo kid of the block. All right. Now, uh, we're going to get into God's word. All right. Let's go to Second uh, Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17. Now, I read these out of other Bibles, the first service. I'm not going to be able to spend all that time because it takes time. So I'm going to have to read it out of this King James today. 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verse 17 through verse 24. I'm reading out the King James Version. Thank you so very much. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Will you get this, amen? amen? Chapter 1. We're going to start reading verse 15. I said 17, back up a couple of verses. And verse 15. Now Paul is talking about the confidence that he got in the Lord. Now he's going to say, and in this confidence, I was minded to come unto you before that you may have a second benefit. And to pass by you into Macedonia and to come again out of Macedonia unto you and of you to be brought on my way towards Judea. When I therefore was thus minded, did I use likeness or things that I purposed? Okay. Uh, do I purpose things? I'm sorry, do I purpose according to the flesh that with me there should be yea, yea, and nay, nay? But as God is true, our word toward you was not yea and yea. Otherwise, he's talking about his ministry. When he ministered, he said, the word toward you was not yea and yea. The message is not yea, yea, and nay, nay. Okay? For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay. See, it was not wavering. It was not yea and nay. But in him was yes. Okay? I'm going to have to read it now out of the uh, Christian Standard Bible, which I'm going to start using for a while. But watch what he's going to say in verse 20. For all the promises of God in Christ are yes. The reason I'm doing it is because I still feel like people think that they, God had not finished, God had not done what he promised. And I need to clear this up. If you don't get this, you don't know how to pray. That's how straight it is. And it says in verse 20, all the promises of God, not some, all the promises of God in Christ is amen unto the glory of God, watch this, by us. Now I want to read that same thing Verse 15 through 20, out of the Christian Standard Bible. Uh, as you know, I have plenty of Bibles. 2 Corinthians. But anytime I find fault with one, I, I dump it. 
that don't mean it no good for nothing. I just have to dump it a while. All right. Because when you know the word, you know what, that, what, what was that, didn't, didn't, that, that was wrong. And I have to get over that. I have to say that's wrong, put them on the side. And, all right, here we go. 2 Corinthians 1.15, out of the Christian Standard Bible. Because of this confidence, Paul says, I plan to come to you first so that I could have a second benefit. And to you, and to visit you on my way to Macedonia, and then come again from Macedonia and be helped by you on my journey to Judea. And then in verse number 17, now when I planned this, was I of two minds? Of what I planned, do I plan in a pure, purely human way so that I can say yes, yes, and no, no? See, he's letting you know, was I, was I operating in, 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 in an undecided mentality? He said, look, at the same time, no. As God is faithful, I will message. So what he's talking about, what he preached, our message to you is not yes and no. All right? It's not debatable. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, whom we preach or proclaim to you, among you, Sylvanus and Timothy and I, did not, did not become, our message did not become yes and no. On the contrary, in him it is always yes. Say it, say it with me. In Christ, it's always yes. Right, and then he said the next verse, he's going to tell you what's always yes. Every one of God's promises is yes. So every one of God's promises is always yes. Right, it's never no. It's always yes. Now you got to understand this because God's word has been already fulfilled. So when you go to God and say, Lord, uh, no, you can, well, I know God's going to do what he promised. See, we pray, that's how we say. Well, I know, that's what some people say, which is wrong. I know God's going to do what he promised. Well, if, you, if he's going to do what he promised, what you're saying is he has not fulfilled all his promises. All right? Now, watch what it says in verse 20 again. I'm reading out there. Uh, for every one of God's promises is yes in him. Therefore, through him, we, are, we ought to say our man, amen. Yes, in God, all his promises are, a, are already fulfilled. So through him, we also say amen to the glory of God. All right. So my, my point is, most of the time when people pray, they, they're asking God to do something. And that's what you got to understand your, your life must understand the new covenant, I'm going to say it a hundred thousand times I have to, is already fulfilled. So you are not reading something that's going to happen. See, that's why I keep telling you, you got people over here in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John saying Jesus is still coming. Well, if Jesus is still coming, you, prophecy has not been fulfilled. Let me show it to you. Let's go back to Acts chapter 3, verse 21. So I want to talk about today the purpose of the faith. The purpose of the faith. And like I, say, I like to say, if you don't know the purpose of something, abuse is inevitable. Otherwise, you abuse what, what you do not understand. 
And that's what people do not understand. People don't understand who they are. You know, God gave you grace. You know what you're going to do? You're going to abuse it. See, it's just, like, it's just like going to school. And here you are in school to get your education. And you know what you're doing? Walking the halls. Mama paying, daddy paying for you to go to school. You know what you do when you get to school? Walk the halls. What you doing? You abusing that. See, anything you understand, you abuse. All right. Now, let's go to work. What do I tell you we're going to right now? Acts 3.21. Now, when you go back to the book of Acts 3.21, it's going to show you uh, prophecy. Acts chapter 3. Prophecy was by, the, was by the prophets. All the Old Testament talked about was prophecy. Prophecy means what God going to do. See, you're not living a dispensation what God going to do something. But because you got so many who keep saying God going to do something, then you, well, they must be right because you look at all, look who's saying it. I don't care who said it. My Bible said that God be true and every man a liar. You cannot be in grace and still having things haven't come to pass. You can't be in grace and the scripture has not been fulfilled. Jesus fulfilled the scripture so you can get into grace. All right. Now, Acts chapter 3 and verse number 21. Let's start. Let's start. Let's, uh, let's go back to verse number 19. Let, let this flush. Let's go to verse 19. It said, repent ye therefore. Now, who is he talking to? Israel. We're not going way back there. He said, repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. Well, he couldn't be talking to us. He's talking to Israel because they rejected Christ. You don't have sins anymore. We talked about that last week. If you're in Christ, now just think about it now. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's what? He's a new creature. Now you think uh, your soul is going to have sins in it and still live in Christ? Why do you think man did not live in Christ in the old covenant? Oh, you don't get it? Your house is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Why God couldn't live in your house in the Old Testament? I told you the answer to answer the question. Do you think God can live in you with sin? Okay then, so why do you think God came and died so he can wash the house out? Ah, oh, Lord, if you ever could just sit down and say, God couldn't live in here, no covenant because sin was in the house. Your house is a soul. Your house is a temple of God. God could not live in no man, no covenant because they had sin. So how can God live inside of you now in a new covenant and you still got sin? Somewhere down the line, you're going to be like, well, maybe God washed his... Yeah, that's what he did. He washed your sins away. All right. He cleansed you of all your sins. See, I can give you scripture after scripture. Hebrews 9, 14. He purged our conscience, our soul from dead work so we can serve the living God. Or so God can live in us. No, you're not. Your body, your soul, is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. And you are not your own. You're bought with a price. What do you mean bought? That's redemption. You're bought with the blood. See, if you just hear what the words say, stop, listen to folks out there, you'll get along a lot better, okay? Now, in verse number 19, it says, Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. Watch this. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Well, that could be talking to you, because they were the one waiting on the Lord. But see, people think we wait on the Lord. You've been deceived. Verse 20, and he shall send Jesus. 
See, that's what they're going by. He said, I sent Jesus Christ, which before was preached to you. Hmm. Well, Jesus Christ was not preached to you. Jesus Christ was preached to the Jews. See, if you just know the word, Christ was preached to you, but not Jesus. Jesus is the man in the flesh. That's why in Mark chapter 1, the gospel is called the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not Paul's gospel. God, Paul's gospel is the gospel of Christ. Okay. And verse number 20 said, And he shall send Jesus, and he shall send Jesus, which before was preached to you, whom the heaven must receive. Until the times of restitution of all things. I told you what restitution means. The restoration of all things, restitution of all things. The, he restored all things. And your Bible told you Christ restored all things. But you don't want to believe because you don't want to take time to find it. Christ already restored all things. What you mean restored, Pastor? He put us back in grace. What do you think Adam was before he ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil? He was in grace. He fell from flesh, I'm sorry, he fell from spirit, grace, spirit, into flesh. So Christ had to come into flesh, die for our sin, wash our sins away so we can get back into grace. I mean, can't you see it? Whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all. God spoke this by all holy prophets since the world began. Well, let's go see who, we, who the holy prophets spoke to. Let's go to Hebrew chapter 1. See, you can, you can do this. This is not hard. It, it takes time to study the word. You can't be trying to watch all of my children, days out alive, another world, general hospital out of one eye. Instead of the world without, you got to cut something off. Something got to go. Can't serve two masters. Hebrew chapter 1, verse 1. Who did the prophet speak to? Here it is. God, as son of the time, and in divers manner, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophet. So God spoke to Israel, how? By the prophets. He didn't speak to you by the prophets. That's why you got to watch when prophets comes up to you to try to give you a word. I got a word. All right. And verse number two. Hath, past tense, in the last day, 2,000 years ago, and folks will read that and tell you in last day they ain't here yet. Well, is that right? Hath, past tense, in the last days, Spoken unto us by his son. Well, it had to be in 2000 because Christ is not, not going to speak to you no more. He didn't speak to you first time. He's not speaking to you now. See, you don't understand. It's the Holy Ghost who talked to you. He, you got three persons of the Godhead. The Father ministry was all the way down to Malachi. Then he turned the ministry over to the Son. Once the Son is here, you cannot have the Father ministry. He had to be in the sun to be here. And that's how he was here. And then you had the, after the sun, he said, and I'm going to teach you next on the ministry of the Holy Ghost. Because after he left, he says, I'm going to send you another comforter. And he said, but if I don't leave, he won't come to you. Can you got 
your own Bible. You ain't got to sit around. You can read. The Holy Ghost could not come here along with Jesus on the earth unless he was in Jesus, unless he was on Jesus. Because you don't have two, two of the Godhead ministry going at the same time. You are in the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So that's why you need to hear what the Spirit is saying to you. And the Spirit speaks through his vessels. Hallelujah. I know people think he speaks through some other stuff, but he speaks through his vessels. Those who are true vessels. All right, that's why you got to be very noticeable. All right, now I showed you that. Now that took me like 10 minutes of my time. Now I'm marking your Bible so you can read it next time. All right, praise the Lord. That's a free one. All right, so we're talking about the purpose of the faith. Now this morning, I told you you're going to lacken this faith like a battery. Now, I'm giving you something that you can go, a visual, a battery. For those who don't know, in their car, they have a battery. Whether you ever looked on your hood or not, there's a battery. And it has two ends, not hot. One end is power. One end is ground. Thank you. Some of y'all know what to do with that end. You ground one end and you got power on the end. Most of all electricity is that way. Electricity does not work unless you have a ground. Uh, there's a pole in this hallway. You go through that door down that hallway there, behind that door is a long old pole. Don't, don't ever mess with it, okay? That pole goes all the way onto the roof on the top of that cross so the cross would never have lightning. Please don't mess with the. All right. See, you got to ground it. If you don't ground it, the electricity would take it. All right. So we got to understand that. Now, that's what your faith, that, that power on, on, on your battery, the word power on your battery, the red, what the red wire go to, that's God's grace. That's God's love. On the other end, is the ground, that's your faith. Which is have to be his faith you got from him. Can't be your, your faith that you didn't get from him, okay? Now, those two things is how you operate. All right. Come on, say faith and love. Now, let's show you that because I'm going to go through it quickly. Let's go, it's going to be quickly. So you're running the stream back there. I want to go quickly. Now, in Galatia chapter 5, verse 6. I'm showing you how you operate, but I'm showing you the purpose of, purpose of the faith. So when you don't use your faith, it's just like taking your thing off of your end and you expect the, 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 the one with the power to work. It's not going to work. All right. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6. That's what we want. It says, in, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith, I'm waiting on the screen, Galatians 5 and 6, but faith which worketh by love. Say faith, faith. which worketh by love. All right. So if you don't operate, if you don't, if your love and your faith does not work together, you can have the power, but the power cannot help you. The grace is in you. That's another thing I asked the people this morning. Now, you, you in the afternoon class, 
I don't want the people this morning to answer this, but I want to ask you, where did God put all the power? If you're going to operate in this power, where did he put it at? I mean, is there, is there is heaven got a station up there you can go get charged or something? Where did he put the power? That's what I thought. Now I can know why you're not getting no prayer answer. Colossians, let's show them. Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. See, you got to know where the power at. Where is all your salvation that God gave you? Where, where does he keep it at? You was here this morning. I told you don't say nothing. You had your chance to answer this morning. I'm sorry. No, I just said that. But can you see it now? God put all of your salvation in you. And you're still trying to get God to, to do something for it. Which he already told you what to do. Now you see why it don't work. See, the healing, your salvation, everything you're going to need in this life, the just shall live by his faith. That's why I told you. So everything in you is so you can live. But you just want to walk around, walk all through the church, go all around. That's okay. See, one day you're going to need this. You want to walk the hallways. One day you're going to need this. See, that's, that's how. See, it came a day in my life when I was 13 years old. My, my father died and I was the man of the house. Oh, my God. No more. No more death. I got to make it on my own. Now my mother passed. Now, now, now I'm, I'm the head of the house. Mine anyway. See, I can't call nobody else for now. I have, I have to understand. So you, God, give you a chance while you're young to make sure you learn all you can because one day you're going to get old. You're going to have your own house, your own bills. Now you won't call mom. Call mommy. Mama got bills too. Somebody say amen. All right. So you about to learn all you can while you can. All right. Now, Colossians chapter 1, show you what this is. And verse 27. To whom God would make known what's the richest of the glory. Otherwise, what God keep all this salvation? Where's the richest of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles? Where do God keep it at? In all of us in Christ. Well, where's Christ? Oh, God got all of his. Let's go look at Psalm 27. Psalm 27 just. Hit your side of the head. It don't actually don't just hit your side of the head. Psalm 27 and verse 1. See, what we're trying to do, we're trying to get God to do something that we should be doing. Psalm 27 verse 1. Told you what God's salvation is. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Now, he's telling you who your salvation is. And you know what your salvation is now in you, isn't it? And we still call on the Lord. We're trying to use Old Testament type. I'm just going to call on the Lord. Just call on Jesus. And then what? And what? Ain't nothing happening. Till you keep binding and binding, ain't nothing bound. You keep asking God to do what he ain't doing. He's already sat down. Did you understand that he had sat down? Do you know what it means to sit down? 
I told you last week, it's all over. The war is over. He's not coming fighting for you no more. I gave you 1 Timothy chapter, 1 Timothy. See, we got this thing that, that the Lord fights my battle. Well, that was the Old Testament, child. He, he already fought your battle to Calvary. See, so you're already in victory right now. So you battle on the word because that's all you got. Like I told you, when you read the Old Testament, he said to the young men at the end of the Old Testament, you better learn the word because one day you're going to get old. That's the last chapter of, that told you in Ecclesiastes. Chapter 12. You better learn the word, going to get old. And you nobody going to have no time for your old butt. <laughs> now that's, that's you, read, you read Ecclesiastes chapter 12, I'll tell you. He said, when you get to a place where your teeth can't grind no more, your old dim eyes, you, you, you need to read that sometime. I'm not going there, you read it yourself. See, people don't understand, and then nobody got time for you. That's what he told you. You better be able to read the word yourself. You better know the word. At least you'll know the word. All right, somebody go home and read it, I hope. Now, where I just told you to go to right now. I told you some. I gave you some already. The Lord of my light and my salvation. I already told you that's who he is. And I told you where he lives. All right. Now let's look at, let's look at another verse uh, in Galatians before I get into the message. In Galatians chapter 5 verse 17. So you have faith and love. Let me show you you're going to have to learn how to be obedient to the word. That's what I'm getting ready to show you. To be obedient to the word new covenant is mean to walk in the spirit. You can't be walking in disobedience. Somebody tell you one thing, you're doing something else. And you can't, you got to walk in love. So, see, we think when God said walk in love, everybody's lovable. Why he told you to walk in love? See, we think, we think, we think God, God said, walk in love, and then we think, this is a piece of cake. Huh? I take, I take a physical therapy two days a week, and I told my wife I'm going to have a six-pack, so I work out a couple days a week. <laughs> maybe two, maybe two. But I told my wife, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be working out. And that's why I do a couple of days a week. Been doing this for years. And uh, so I says, uh, this new therapy I got right now, I told my wife, I said, yeah, I'm going to go to this one. I've been to about five or six of them. Uh, when you get my age, General Motors pays for that stuff now, you know. And so uh, I told my wife when I went to this, I said, I'm going to go this way. That's a piece of cake. By the time I get to my car, after that hour, my wife said, you all right? I said, yeah, I'm all right, baby. <laughs> well, I thought it was a piece of cake. I, I thought it was, too. For, I mean, I'm talking about when you first get in on the bicycle, okay, on the table, on your back, on your thigh, over here, you're going to, okay, put this around your leg, put this around your knees. Okay. <laughs> she said, you all right, Mr. Crump? I said, yeah, I'm okay. I, I, told, I told that girl when I first came and I said, that's a walk in the park. Let's go for it. After them few hours, ain't no walk in the park, brother. This is a real workout. 
But I need it. I need it. All right, I need it. I need it for my, my muscles. And the reason why I had to learn this is because when I had surgery, I lost my muscles. I did not know that. When I had that surgery in 2018, I lost my muscles. And I never, God had to show me. He said, you don't have no muscles in your body. I, told, I was one of my, my grandsons there, and I told him one day, I said, boy, I tell you, look at here, and I had all kinds of stuff hanging. <laughs> I, I had all kinds of stuff ha hanging. He said, man, you don't have no muscles. So I realized, I realized some of the things I was still trying to do, and God said, you got to build your muscle back up. You got to get your muscles back. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm getting my muscles back. I didn't know. I, I'm serious. If you've had surgery, you might not understand that. You may still be having areas of your life that you can't accomplish. You need to build your body back up, get your muscles back. Okay. Information freely. All right. Now look at Rome, Galatians 5.17. I got to go to work, man. Galatians 5.17. For the flesh, lust against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh, these are contrary one to another. Watch the last end so that you cannot do the thing that you would. Now, in your Bible, if you don't mind, I want you to put the thing that you would, and I want you to put down there Philippians 2, 12 through 15. Philippians 2, 12 through 15. Now, we're going to look at verse 13. But put 12 through 15. Now let's go back. Let's see, the, let's see what you're supposed to be doing. So the flesh is going to keep you from. I'm going to show you a lot of things that's going to use the word walk. And, 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 and the flesh responsibility is to keep you from walking in the spirit, keep you from walking in love, keep you from walking by faith. Okay, those are the three walks. So that's what the flesh responsibility is, is for you to do, is to keep you from doing that. Because you can't get all the things God has promised you in your life to operate unless you walk in the spirit and walk in love. Hmm. You see? So let's look at that. I told you we're going to go where? From the book of Philippians chapter 2, right? Philippians chapter 2. Now let's go to verse 12, right? We're going to come to this camera again. And Philippians, so that's why you have opposition. Say it with me. That's why. They are opposition. See, you have opposition to, to see, are you going to walk in the spirit? Opposition comes to see, are you going to walk in the spirit? Are you going to walk in love? Are you going to walk by faith? Regardless of the oppositions. You see? All right. Because what you get in your life, this is how it comes right here. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. Are you there? Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always, what? Obey. Now let's look at Romans 6, 17. We come right back to this verse. Come right back to this verse. Look at Romans 6, 17. We're going to come right back to this verse. Romans chapter 6, verse 17. But God be thanks. You were the servant of sin, but you have obeyed. You have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered unto you. All right. Now, in the same chapter, Romans chapter 6, he told you if you obey the flesh, obey the spirit. You, you have a choice. Because if you obey the flesh, then you can't get the thing God had in your spirit. Because all the thing God had for you is the spirit. All right. But you got to obey God in the flesh. 
that means walk. And I'm going to show you all those walk in just a moment. It says in Philippians chapter number 2 and verse 12 says, Wherefore, my beloved, as you have obeyed. Now watch what happened because you obeyed. Not as in my present only, but also much more in my absence, work out. So when we obey the, the word, what are we doing? We are working out our salvation. Let me say it again. When we obey the word, we are working out our salvation with fear and trembling. Because what happened? For it is God which worketh in us both the will and the do of his good pleasure. All right. So God is love. So love is working in us both the will and the do of his good pleasure in us as we walk in the spirit. As we walk in love. As we walk walking by faith. So when we, when we don't, now how do we walk by faith? By believing the word. When we hear the word, we must believe the word. And that's how we walk in the, by faith. Walking in love, and I'm going to show you, because you keep going, he'll tell you in verse number 15, that you may be. Do all things in verse 14. Let's put it on the screen. Philippians 2, 14. We are already there. Let's go to verse 14. Do all things without murmuring. Now, why, why is he saying that? Do all things without murmuring and disputing. That word disputed means arguing. Do all things without fussing and arguing. Do all things without talking back. I mean, just submit to, you. You know what God, I told my wife last night, uh, this morning, I don't know what it was, I, we, was we was talking about the Lord, uh, and I said, told her, I said, girl, go to sleep. I, got, I don't have, but I got to be up at four. Okay, but anyway, I remember that. But anyway, we talked about Hagar, remember? When Hagar left and she went back, that's what God said when, when God met Hagar out in the, in the uh, she had ran out. She was out in the wilderness. And the angel found her. You know what he said to Hagar? Go back to Sarai, your, your mistress, and submit yourself. See, and then he says, and I would make of you. See, all the thing that was going to come in her life is going to come in her life because she obeyed the word. You got to understand, the opposition comes so you don't obey the word. The lust of the flesh. All these things in the flesh comes against your life so you don't, bet the, you don't, believe, you don't obey the word. The flesh lusts against the spirit. You watch this. When you, when you said you're going to do good, watch what happened. Evil always present, right? So that, that means that you said, okay, I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to church. Wrong. You should say, I'm going to go get my clothes out tonight so I can go to church in the morning. Well, see, what you do is you still think you can, you can, you, you're racing against the flesh, the flesh against the spirit. So you get up in the morning, and you says, okay, now, let's start this race. I'm getting ready to go to church. And you know what? I can't find this. I can't find that. What did I do with that? You know what? He wanted to frustrate you, so you say, I'm not going. So you could have went in there last night and went through all that, had it all laid out, and got up this morning, got dressed and leave. No, not you. You're going to wait till Sunday morning. You've been going through this all your life, haven't you? When are you going to learn? Just go in there a few minutes on Saturday night, lay your stuff out. And get up the next morning, you don't have to be worried about where's my shoe. I can't find but one of my socks. These things don't match. I thought 
this was there. I thought I had this. See, that's why people come to church with black and blue on. You don't never ask no question. They got dressed this morning. So don't, don't look down. I don't look down. All right, but that's all I'm saying. You got to understand the flesh responsibility is to stop you. So you can't wait till the last moment. That's why people say, okay, I got to be at church at 9 o'clock. They won't leave home at 8.45. You're not going to make it. I, I live on the other side. I drive over here, and it takes me close to 15 minutes. Just, I mean, I'm already in Pontiac. So how are you going to leave home somewhere else to come to Pontiac in 15 minutes? It don't work. But you've been, you've, been, you've been just, I believe God. You can't use your faith to believe God to run red light. See, we want to use our faith for all this other stuff. Let me say this again. God gave you faith so you can believe his word. He didn't give you faith for all this other stuff that you see people trying to do. Now, there's gifts. There's gifts of the Holy Ghost. There's gifts to do whatever God needs done in, in, in his body. But he gave you faith so you can believe the word. See, the word is already finished. And, and it's spiritual. And it's unseen. He gave you faith so you can believe it. That's why faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So he's giving you faith so you can believe him for something you can't see. And he gave you love to, for, to work your faith, to empower your faith. All right, now Philippians chapter 2. So he told you, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. All right, well, how, how am I going to do that? Well, you got faith and you got love. And both is in you. And both you got to walk in. So let's go to work. Let's go to work. I'm going to give you as many as I can give you in this time. Let's go to Philippians 127. You're in Philippians. Chapter 1 and verse 27. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 27. Only... capital, and then it left you some room for you to get it. Only let your conversation, now your conversation is the way you live. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. Live according to the word. What did the word say? See, we got to, when you come down to the word, we thank God make excuses. Now his word is not yea and nay. Only let your conversation the way you live be as becoming the gospel of Christ. That whether I come to you and see you or else be absent, that I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. That's what we all doing here. To make sure everybody in here is on one accord and have the same faith. All right. Now let's go look at another one. We're going to go, we, we, we're next, let's go to Ephesians 4 1. Beautiful. If you go back to the book of just passed, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. So you can mark these in your Bible if you don't mind buying another Bible. I mean, at least you know where your notes at. Philippians chapter 1, chapter 4, verse 1. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this man's in prison when he's writing you Ephesus. He's in prison. I, the prisoner of our Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation 
wherewith you are called. That word vocation is calling. Walk worthy of the calling. Now, now the Bible told you in Galatians 1 and 6, he called you into his grace. Since God called you in the grace, you don't have no work to do. At least you can believe. At least you can live right. Walk worthy of the vocation with which you are called. Here it is. With all loneliness and meekness and long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. Forbearing one another. Well, I got to go see what that is. Philippians 4, Ephesians 4, 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. I don't have this mark in my Bible, so I'm just breaking it in. Therefore, it opened right up to Ephesians 4, 1. Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk worthy of the calling you have received with all humility and gentleness and patience, bearing one another in love. Bearing means to put up with. Making every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Making every effort. See, you got to make a, every effort to, to put up with folk. You can't love them if you can't put up with them. And you can't put up with them if you don't have God's love and God's faith. Opposition's going to always be there. I did a teaching. My daughter Sandra shared it with me this week. We did it back there. and We were going through Genesis, tape number 34 or something. 20, 2016, the price of greatness. See, we all, want a, we all want that better job, but we don't realize there are bigger oppositions when you get that job. See, you got little, you got little spirits on this. But you want to get that big job. I think I could, I think I could be the supervisor. Is that right? See, you gotta, you gotta understand, everything you get that's bigger and better in God, in Christ, you gotta have more opposition. So you gotta learn the principle. You gotta walk in love, walk in the spirit, walk in the faith. See, a lot of people can't do it, they fall apart. There are people you can start talking to, if you go against what they're saying, they're gonna fall apart. Just fall apart. Just fall, fall down on the floor and start crying. Going around, going around around the circle. Because that's how they did when they were little. They never got out of it. So when it don't go my way, ah! the whole world is against me. No, it ain't. You just can't handle these oppositions. See, we want promotion, but promotion only comes from the Lord. I like that. And God does not promote you until you have overcome obstacles in your life. And overcoming obstacles is learning how to love. See, when God put people in your life that you can't love, that's an obstacle to you. You got to learn how to love them. He didn't tell you to please them. He said love them. Jeremiah 12 and 5. You got that already for me there? Okay. Let's go to Jeremiah 12 and 5. See, we got to come to a place to realize that people in our life, they're always going to be in our life. Wherever you work at, they're going to be with people. 
And we think when we get a new job, we don't have that person, that we got rid of that person. No, there's another one <laughs> on that other job. Sometimes they're worse than the one you just left. Come on, how many know what I'm talking about? And you know what? You'd be like, oh my God. You know what? I can see this from the Lord. Yeah, I know you can. The blessing is from the Lord, but you also understand that the blessing of the Lord make it rich and add no what? Add no sorrow. That's why you got to understand how to operate in this thing. Jeremiah what did you say? Jeremiah chapter 12 for what? Verse 5. This is what he said to Jeremiah. Jeremiah told him he wasn't going to do it no more. Watch what God said to Jeremiah. If you have run with the footmen and they have wearied you, then how can you contend with the horses? I mean, you want to you be with the big dog. That's why they have a shirt. I love that shirt. It says, if you can't run with the big dog, stay on the porch. Now, we knew what that mean down south. You can't run with the big dog. Just sit down on the porch. Wait till we come back. If thou hast run with the footmen. Now, this was the military people. The military people in the military who walk on the foot. You ran with the footmen. And they wearied you. You could, even, you could even stay with them. How can you contend with the horses? Do you know how fast horses run? And, and if in the land of peace, in the land of peace, wherein you trust it, they weary with you. You in the land of peace. You in the church, man. Ain't nobody going to bother you in the church. They weary you in the church? What you think you get out of the world? If they weary with you in the land of peace, where thou trustest, they weary you, then how will you do in the swelling of Jordan? I mean, you go out there in the battlefield of Jordan. Listen. Yeah, that's the last one I want to eat, brother. Huh? Yeah. So you need to mark that in your Bible. That's what God told Jeremiah. They're just like, man, you know, he said he, he, he called it. Jeremiah complained. He said he wasn't going to work no more. He wasn't going to preach no more. He did. He wasn't going to preach no more. He ended up in a well, too. But I'm not saying God put him in there, but he ended up in a well. See, when God, when God you got to understand how life operates. There are levels in life. Every assignment has different levels, different people with different spirits. Different spirits are on different levels. <laughs> higher level you get up, the higher the demonic spirits. And you got to understand, you're going to have to understand, how do I work with these people? How can I overcome? How can I walk in victory? And how can I please my God at the same time? By walking in the spirit, walking in faith, walking in love. And you do that, you can get along with anybody, anywhere, anytime. <laughs> See, that's how, listen, that's how I learned how to pastor the church. I don't have time to fuss with nobody. When I can just forgive you and love you and go home and go to bed. But some people that just won't do it too easy. I can just forgive you, love you, give you a big hug, go home and go to bed and get my sleep. I don't have to go through all of the stuff. Who right, who wrong, who should have, who couldn't have, who the would have. All that ain't about nothing, man. Just say, I'm sorry I did that. Forgive me and uh, have a blessed day. I'm going home, go to bed, go to sleep. It's easy to me. All right, let's look at another one. 
Let's go to Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. Colossians, Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. If you, if you base your life on what other folk did, said, and all this stuff, girl, you could be home in the bed asleep. Colossians chapter 1. My wife will tell you. I don't. My wife will tell you. She, if, if I go to bed right now, she'd come and say, how you doing? Huh? Man, I'm going to get my rest. See, the key is this. I learned, if you learn how to rest, especially when you're in Christ, you learn how to live a long life. I don't think people hear what I just said. Stress will kill you. Why do you think God gave you rest? Why do you think he gave you peace? Why do you think he gave you joy? A merry heart do a good as a medicine, but you need to hear the other part of it. But a broken spirit dries your bone. I don't care how much makeup you put on. If you don't walk in the spirit, walk in love, they gonna, they're not going to keep you young. And I'm telling you, listen, listen, I'll be 74 years old April 25th this month. Hey, and I ain't tired yet. Yes, sir. I'm going to be here a long time. I plan to be. See, I, some things I learned from my mother, Magdalene Crump. Mother Maggie Crump. Mother Crump would be in the bed for 6 o'clock in the afternoon. I called her. She said, I'm blessed. I said, what are you doing? She said, I'm already in the bed, babe. What do you want? <laughs> before 6 o'clock. She said, yeah, I have to get my rest. Mainly four years. She's doing something right. Hallelujah. All right. Now, Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. Here we go. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. For this call, Paul says, since the day we heard it, did not cease to pray for you and the desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Why did he pray that? That you might walk worthy. Well, how are you going to be filled with all the knowledge of his will? The Holy Ghost cannot even minister to you because you are not walking in the Lord, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. See, when I walk in love with you, I'm walking as unto the Lord. I'm not doing this as unto you. That's how I lived married for 54 years this Christmas. Because I realize what I'm doing for my wife, it says as unto the Lord. Husband, love your wife. Even as unto the Lord. When I realize that, I'm, I'm not doing it for her. I'm obeying the Lord when I do stuff. So I don't have to look at her and say, I don't have to do this for you. See, you got to get that off. You got to stop looking at the person. What you're doing, you're doing it as unto the Lord. When you realize that, he told you what you do, you do it as unto the Lord. So find that, find that, find that. See, you got to, got to understand, this thing is real. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing the knowledge of God. You stop increasing the knowledge of God when you start walking in love. The Holy Spirit can't even minister to you when you're not walking in love. Okay. First Thessalonians 2, 11 and 12. I got more. I'm not done with you yet. First Thessalonians, unless joy wave a hand to him, I forgot something. That's the only way I'm going to stop y'all. If, if, huh? All right, hold it. We'll go there next. First Thessalonians chapter 2, 
verse 11 and 12. As you know how we exalted you, exalted you, yeah, and comforted you, and what else? And we charged. You know what, somebody charged you to do something? Charge every one of you as a father does his children. Paul said, I charge you to do this. That you would walk worthy of God who has called you unto his kingdom and glory. You're not, you're not walking like this for nobody else. This is your walk before the Lord. You are pleasing unto the Lord. When you're loving people, you are pleasing the Lord. See, you got to stop looking at the people. That's why Paul said, we know no man after the flesh. Though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet know we him no more. I just can't stand her. You know why? Because you see her. And you might well get out of that attitude. You got to love her. It doesn't matter what you think. It's not her you're hurting, it's you. If I can just get people to understand it. When you don't walk in love, you're not hurting nobody else. You're hurting yourself. All the things that the Spirit can do in you, he can't do it. The Spirit worketh in you both to will and to do of his good place. But he can't do it if you don't walk in love. He can't do it if you don't walk in faith, believe in his word. You shut down stuff. That's why so many people are sickly. They don't realize what's going on on the inside of you because you won't walk in love. You won't forgive. Stuff will be hurting you inside. Can't even sleep at night. See, you got to understand that you got to break that thing. You got to say, look, I'm going to love. I'm going to walk in God's spirit. I'm going to walk in his love. I'm going to walk in his truth. I'm going to obey the spirit. See, you're not, listen, you're not, when you don't walk in love, you are grieving the Holy Ghost. Can't you tell in your own life? You're grieving the spirit. See, people don't realize that I'm just, I'm just so full. No, you ain't full. You've been just grieving the spirit. You got to get that stuff out. That's why counsel means to allow a person to express themselves. That's what the definition for the word counsel. I learned that when I like to lost my wife. And the Lord says, counsel her. I didn't know how to counsel her. And I said that, and the Lord showed me that. He said, I told my wife, not knowing this is what he want me to do. I said, look, we're going to get us a piece of paper. We're going to write down. I'm going to write down what I think of you. And you're going to write down what you think about me. I'm talking about what you don't like about me, Sister Crump. Don't be, don't be nice. Get it all out. Whatever you don't like about me, write it down. And whatever I would like about you, I'm going to write it down. Then we do that. And I said, we, we gonna, look, when I get there tonight, we're going to sit down at the table. And don't you put your hands on me. Just tell me everything. <laughs> just, just tell me everything you want to tell me. Don't be poking me with your finger. Just sit down and tell me. My wife and I, we sit there and she cried like a baby. She told me off, crying. And I said, you done yet? Yeah. I said, well, you sit down because I got to do mine now. <laughs> Brother Hurd, I, I got my time. I went, over, went up and down Sister Crump. I told her about her dress is too short. All, I don't... I said everything. She said, you don't, you've been smoking this house. Smoke my house. I'm coming here. I smell them. My curtain is stinking with smoke. I mean, I was sitting there going like, I, I ain't even know. 
I did all that. <laughs> but I'm saying, I did a whole lot. Well, my wife told me off. And after that, we hugged one another. You don't tell you nothing, nothing, nothing. You don't need nothing. nothing. <laughs> but listen, but listen, we found out how to counsel. And that's how you do it. You let somebody talk it out. Words came in you and they are bothering you. You got to talk them out to somebody. Get them out of you. Words have meaning. Words have power. Words have different things. Anytime you have been influenced by other folks' words, you need to have counsel. But you need to have counsel, man. You need to meet with a man of God, a woman of God who know how to counsel to allow you to get the words that you receive from other folks out of you. So you can walk in love. Huh. That's one, of, one thing I learned. All right, let me do this. We got 20 seconds left. First Thessalonians chapter 2. That you will walk worthy of God who has called you into his kingdom and glory. For this cause, Paul said, all oh, we think we got without ceasing. When we receive the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Well, if you're not believing the word, you're not even allowing the word to work in you. When you're not walking in spirit and walking in love, you're not letting the word work in you. So God got all your salvation right here inside of you and can't nothing get in your soul. Because you won't love. You shut up. And that's why I'm going to show you next time. You shut up the compassion that's in you. You shut up the love that's in you. You shut up. And when you shut the soul up, God can't get nothing in it and can't get nothing out of it. You see, Pope, when the Lord told me to stay to be quiet. Yeah, you sure did. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians. He sure told you. Told you don't communicate with nobody. Yeah, he did. Did he do that? Yeah, the Lord just told me instead of to be quiet. Yeah, okay. You found your favorite scripture then. All right, look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. And we're going to look at the same verse, verse 13. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. I'm sorry, 1 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. I'm sorry. And verse 13. Watch what Paul said to these people. He said, but we are bound to give thanks. Are you there? Second Thessalonians chapter number 2 and verse 13. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation. How did he do it? He did it through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. But you can't believe the word because your, the word that God gives you is connected to your salvation or your inheritance. The way you get your inheritance is through faith. And it's love that powers your faith. This is why so many people faith don't have no power. They said boo devil, but the devil ain't booing. That who are you? Paul, I know. Who are you? See, your faith don't have no power. Jesus said it this way. If you have faith, 
as a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be thou move and be thou cast into the sea and believe and don't doubt in your heart that God, what God said, you shall have whatsoever you say. Why it's not happening? It's not that love is not, love answers all things. Love is all power. Love is God. There's no shortage of God's love. What's going on? Your faith. There's no power in your faith. You get power through knowledge. As I teach you the word of God, knowledge. That's why you got people that, I don't, that, I don't even tell people to come to church no more. I don't tell them no more because I already know what's going to happen. Because when the situation comes, they better have the word. If not, you're going to hear the boo-hoo. Boo-hoo one, boo-hoo two, boo-hoo three, boo-hoo four. Here's a whole carload of boo-hoos. Because they can't handle the situation. God already knows if you don't have the word, you can't handle the storm. And the storms are coming. In every one of our lives, the storms will come. But how you handle the storm will determine where's your faith. You better understand if you got the, if you got the faith, you're going to go through the storm and you're going to be, look, you'll be going through the storm sitting back like this and say, I told him get that word. Because <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. I told him to get that word, Lord. Every one of us, storm will come in our lives. You can get up this morning, everything going good, and all of a sudden you get a bad report. You're like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I know it. Everything come unannounced. See, I, I studied Job. I've been studying Job a few, few days. I've been studying Job. I sent some of the people a video. I watched, me and my wife watched it. I watched it a couple of times. My wife and I watched it together. On Job. And guess what? Listen, it's an awesome thing. When, when you're sitting at home, a faithful man like Job, talking about the Bible and everything, and all of a sudden a man show up and said, Job, Three things just happened. Matter of fact, four. You know, that was uh, your, your, one of the things with your wife and family, everybody was, not your wife, but your family was all having a feast day. And everything fell down on them and killed them all. And I'm the only one left to tell you. And while he was talking, somebody said, Thunderbolts. Thunderbolt, stuff falling from the heaven. Boom, boom. And kill all your army, all your animals. And I'm the only one left to tell you, Joe. Joseph, Mike, what? And here come another guy squeezing through the crowd. You get a chance to watch it on Facebook called Job. It's a movie, Christian movie. YouTube. And here come the, here come the other, other guy through the... He said, I was carrying your husband. And the Sabaeans came in there and the Sabaeans killed, killed all the sheep and took all the husbands. And I'm the only one left to tell you. What? You can't be the God I serve. It can't be the God I serve. No. And all of a sudden there come another person. See, stuff kept on going on. And Joe, like, and his friend said to him, you must have sinned. Why don't, you, why don't you just tell us what you did wrong? Are you telling me God's going to allow all this stuff to come in your life and you all this, all this rightful man and righteous man and you telling me 
you need to come up here and confess your sins and get on this altar. You appear, you ain't all who you say you are, Job. See, that's how folks will talk about you. I mean, are you that man of God and, and you got to go to therapy two days a week? See, you got to understand something. That don't bother me. You know why it don't bother me? Because I know in whom I have believed. Listen, I know how it works. I know how it works. When you believe God, it's like a garden. You make sure you put the word in the ground. You make sure that you make sure it's watered. Because God's show going to give the increase. Now, now what, you don't have, what you don't have control of is the when it happens. Hallelujah. See, that's why I tell you, some of you in here waiting on the Lord to move in your life, nobody can tell you the when it's going to happen. All you know is going to happen. As long as you can hold on to your faith in God and don't waver, believe God, trust God, that seed coming up. This same Job, this same Job, as you read the end of the chapter, the Bible say that God healed Job and everything Job lost came back. And it, is, and it, wasn't, it, it wasn't just one fold. God doubled everything. I said God doubled everything. So whatever you're going through right now, come on, stand up on your feet. Whatever you're going through right now, don't quit on it. Don't give up on it. You got oppositions. You got opposition. And I like to say this here also, when you are striving for excellency in your walk with Christ, there will be opposition. The flesh lusts against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh. So these things are contrary one to another, so you cannot do the thing that you would. So you need to join the club. You know what Joe, Joe said when that happened? I'm going to worship. Hallelujah. All oh, this had happened to me, but you know what I'm getting ready to do? I'm going to worship. <laughs> Listen, God knows after everything that man went through, he told him, he said, let's go to worship God. You got to understand that's how it worked with God. God want to know, well, are you still going to worship me? Am I still the same God I was yesterday to you? Are you still going to tell folks how much you love me? Regardless of what you're going through, are you yet going to praise him? Come on, ask somebody, are you yet going to praise him? Regardless of what you go through, he remained the same. He's faithful and he's true. And he's holy, and he's just, and he's not going to change. So you might as well get with me and begin to give God his praise. Come on, clap your hand. Thank the Lord for his goodness. Hallelujah. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. If he promised it to you, if he promised it to you in the word, it's already been fulfilled. Keep your faith, walk in love, God's still coming through for you. Let me say it again. Keep your faith, 
keep walking in love, God's still coming through for you. Hallelujah. You, go, you just keep on praising. Just don't give up off that. And, and, and this, is how I like, this is how I like it. I'm like the Daniel. I'm like the Daniel boys. And if he does not, I'm still not going to bother you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, if he does not, I'm still not going to bother you. That's what he told the, the man who wanted him to buy Nebuchadnezzar. He said, and if he does, I'm not going to bother you. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1. This is Paul's testimony. Moreover, brothers, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which you also have received and where you stand, by which also you are saved. If you keep in memory what I preach to you, unless you have believed in vain. I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins, according to the scripture. He was buried and that he rose again the third day, according to the scripture. You hold on to God. Hold on to what Christ did for you. I don't care what comes up in this world. Christ died for my sins. He was buried and God raised him from the dead. I got that in my heart. I know he did it all for me. Everything he did, he did it for me. When he died for my sins, he made sure that I have a righteous pass back to the Father. And I can live with the Father again. He died so that could happen. He was buried to make sure our old man would be buried in the grave. I don't have to live eternity in an old body. I got a glorified body. Don't let nobody tell you when Christ rose from the dead, he did not rise from the dead in the body that he died in. He rose in a glorified body so he can walk through walls. He can walk through windows and doors. He had a glorified body. And you got a body just that way, just like that. The Bible says that eternity in the heavens. Don't give up on your hope. Don't give up on your hope. Hey, my time is up. I thank you for yours and the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.